Hello, and welcome to Ulysses for Swifties. I'm your host and resident Swiftie, Lizzie. Come along with me as I rely on my extensive knowledge of Taylor Swift's latest albums, Folklore and Evermore, to better understand and appreciate James Joyce's Ulysses as I read it for the first time. Now, to the episode. Whatever I promised you at the end of last episode about Oxen of the Sun, forget that. I don't have any songs for today. This is partly due to a lack of understanding of the chapter, but I'll admit it's also because I didn't really love this chapter, and I love Taylor's music so much, I just didn't really want to connect the two. The online Ulysses Guide describes this chapter as literature about literature, which left me at a loss because I'm just not that familiar with all of the different literature styles and authors that Joyce is parodying here. Like much about this book, these references all just went over my head. This description of literature about literature is also apt, I think, because Joyce lets the style completely overwhelm the plot. It was difficult to tell what was really going on, indeed, if anything was really going on. For many pages, the text seems completely removed from the maternity hospital and the men getting drunk and rowdy inside. Okay, maybe that's enough of the bad stuff. I didn't totally hate this chapter. At the very least, I was impressed with all the work that went into it, and I thought that it was kind of cool that the chapter mirrors the process of embryonic development and birth, given that the chapter takes place in a maternity hospital. Connecting this to Joyce's focus on the development of literature, this chapter really prompted me to think more about language as something just as dynamic and living and evolving as people. The human species, for sure, but also individuals. Language as a human construct is something I've actually considered more in the past year probably than I have ever before. That's because I took a history of German literature class, and we kind of went through a similar but condensed and obviously German version of the references that James Joyce parodies here in this chapter. And before we even got into the literature, we had a whole discussion about the language itself, and we traced how the language has evolved to its current state from past iterations. Basically, it was my first introduction to linguistics. The consideration about language and literature in this chapter also made me think of another class I took this year. It was another German class, and we actually read Nietzsche's On Truth and Lies in an Extra Moral Sense. Basically, this essay was about how concepts and words are forever incapable of capturing the essence of the thing they mean to represent. Phew, I think that was good. That was all from memory. The sentence may seem obvious, but as a native speaker of a language, you kind of do believe that what you're saying captures what you mean. Even if we recognize that, yeah, humans invented or discovered language, I don't think that anyone wants to acknowledge the fact that the language that they've used ever since they can remember their native language is not perfect. That by using it, you can never really communicate what you mean or what exactly you're thinking or feeling. I think James Joyce here is coming maybe as close as you can get. But still, it's taking him 40 paragraphs and dozens of different references and styles And if it's a successful use of language and a reflection on the language and literature's evolution, it's not really succeeding in communicating what's actually happening. And Joyce's artistic ambitions aside, isn't that kind of important here? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a hater. Well, anyway, I'm looking forward to the next chapter, and I'm hoping that it's a little bit more readable and musical than this one was. Until next time. That was Ulysses for Swifties, episode 14. Next time, Circe.